care so deeply for you. You are on his mind continually. His thoughts for you outnumber the grains of sand. His thoughts towards you are thoughts of good and not of harm. He has a future for you, beloved. He has a future for you. The Holy Spirit is resting upon you. The Holy Spirit is in you. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. We do not have to fear what is going on in the world because we know that the greater one lives on the inside of us. The victory lives on the inside of you, beloved. The victory lives on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit rests upon you, the anointing, the blessing. The blessing maketh rich and it adds no sorrow with it. Let's just bask in his love. His love sees us through any trial. His love sees us through any difficulties. It doesn't matter how painful or overwhelming they may feel. Your love, Lord Jesus, is more overwhelming. Your, your love for us, Lord Jesus. I pray for anybody in here, Lord Jesus, that may be going through a dark time, a difficult time. I pray that your love for them, Lord Jesus, would overshadow them right now. I pray, Lord Jesus, that they would rest secure in their identity, that they would rest secure in knowing who they are in Christ Jesus, that the boat may be moving, but you're not moved, Lord Jesus. You are immovable. You are all-powerful, almighty, all-glorious. And it's because of you, Lord Jesus, that we can praise and give you the glory. It's because of you, because of what you did on the cross and the resurrection, because the tomb is empty. Amen. We live in the abundant life. We live in the resurrection life. Our past is gone, Hallelujah. forgotten. Our past is con. The tomb is empty. There is no longer a body in the tomb, church. And his power resides in us. His power and his wisdom is residing on the inside of the believer. And for anybody who may be listening in the live stream, Forgive me. God is calling you. Come. Come to me, all who are burdened. This world, forgive me, this world is full of burdened people, people who have nowhere to turn. But I have good news for you. You do have somewhere to turn. Forgive me, I'm sorry. Just really moved by the love of God and the love of God that he has, the love that God has for you. If you've never experienced the love of God,
come, he will show you. Come, just call upon the name of Jesus. Call upon his name. He is faithful. He will hear you. He does hear you. Jesus said, come to me, all ye who are burdened, and I will give you rest. There is rest, and it's in the name of Jesus. There is rest, and it's in his word. There is rest, world. Listen, world. There is rest in the name of Jesus. And I declare this from the mountaintops. We declare this, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Those who are listening, listening, lay aside all of your burdens, lay aside all of the idols, lay them all down and come to the foot of cross. Come to the foot of the cross and there you will find redemption, there you will find forgiveness of sins. There you will be able to find freedom from everything from your past. Because everybody hungers for freedom. That's what everybody's looking for in the world. They're looking for liberation, freedom. And there is freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. So if anybody may be listening on the live stream, just, just pray this simple prayer. Or for anybody that may be listening in the future, just pray this simple prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I call upon your name. I call upon you, Lord Jesus, to fill me that I may know your love, that I may know your goodness, that I may know, Lord Jesus, who you are. That I may know you personally. Cover me, Lord Jesus, with your blood. Forgive me of my sins, my transgressions. Make me whole, make me new. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, good morning, church. It's so good to see you all. And excuse me while I get a drink of water. <clears throat> to begin today, I kind of want to piggyback off of what. Um, Pastor Lisa went over, she went over, of course, Elijah and Elisha, that relationship, that dynamic, and how that correlates to our relationship with Jesus. Three things that really stood out to me. Elijah, Elisha, telling Elijah, give me a double portion. He wanted what God was doing on the inside of him. He hungered for righteousness. He hungered to walk in the things of God. And then Elijah said, what you ask for is difficult, but not with Jesus. Not with Jesus. Because of his death and resurrection, we can walk freely into all that God has for us. Praise you, Jesus. And the thing that Eli Elisha, Elijah, excuse me, said to Elisha, all this will come upon you if you see me. If you see me. 
And I believe that we are to press in and keep our eyes on Jesus more and more deeper. The spirit of Elijah is resting on Elisha, the scripture says. This impartation, what tenderness this moment depicts, it's resting. It's resting upon him. And it reminds me of when Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Believer, the anointing is resting upon you. The blessing is resting upon you. Remember how it came upon you. It was when you saw it was when you beheld Jesus. It was when you saw him in the word. It was when you believed. It was by faith. To see Christ is to behold and believe the word of God. And the disciple Thomas, he was a man ruled by his emotions. He was very fleshly. He, was one, he, he wouldn't believe unless he saw with his eyes unless he touched the nail marks in Jesus' hand. Turn to John 20, verse 25. Unless he could perceive it with his senses, he said he would not believe. Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Verse 29, Jesus said, after appearing to him, he said, Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. I want to tell you of a people who are blessed. That's you and me, church. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. True blessedness is seeing Jesus in his word, in his great promises. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. We experience in our lives true fulfillment through him and him alone. We are blessed because he says we are blessed. We don't need to check our bank accounts to inquire if this is true. We don't need to see how popular we are in school. We don't need to look around. No outward appearance is needed. Just Jesus, just his word. How incredibly equipped God has made us for life's trials. I want to tell you, a child of God walking in the peace of God, the devil has no answer for it. He has no rebuttal for it. The devil has no answer for a child of God walking in the peace of God and resting in the peace of God. And don't be mistaken, the world sees it when you stand on the word and when you are believing for God to move on your behalf, people see it. Because you are different, church. You are a different people. Jesus brings true fulfillment in every area of our lives. In every single area of our lives. Is there an area 
that you are not believing God for. Personally, I know that I've been going through um, a challenging time. And I, knew, I noticed I wasn't really trusting God in this particular area. God moved upon me, following in scripture and inquiring of the situation. And through the trial and tribulation, I've come to know God in a deeper and more meaningful way in my life. And I want to tell you that if you're going through a situation where you don't know what to do or where, what, what to do, don't look around, look in the word. Sometimes in life, we feel like a Thomas. We feel like the disciple, disciple Thomas. Unrenewed thoughts from time to time. It happens to me. It happens to everybody. From time to time, those thoughts roll through our heads, which say, Lord, give me a sign you're in control of this particular situation. Give me a sign things are going according to your plan. Many look for signs, but as a believer, we cherish and understand the scripture, Romans 10, 8. The word is near you. It is in your mouth. It is in your heart. Don't look around. Look to the word. Stand on the word. Speak the word. God will take care of the results. We rest in what God says. The word is near you, believer. It is in your mouth. Speak it. It is in your heart. Let it flow from your heart. Stop looking for signs. Look to the word of God. There you will find everything you could ever need, want, or desire. Use it, speak it, and declare it. The great news for anybody listening here on the, on the live stream, the great news is that anyone who believes in the words of Jesus steps into the ascended life. The moment you believed on the name of Jesus, I said the moment you believed in the name and called on his name, the gates of heaven were thrown open unto you. Nothing withheld. Everything that is Jesus has been now been given to you. And through the Holy Spirit, through revelation knowledge, you walk in this and you understand it and you dwell in it and it guides you and it leads you into all things pertaining to life. The word is near you. The promises are near you. Let the seed, let the word that is planted in your hearts flow from your heart in your words spoken. I wanna encourage you, speak well of yourself. Speak the truth regularly over yourself. The enemy is working overtime to try and feed you lies on a daily basis about who you are. Do not sit back and accept it. Nourish your inner man with the word and cling to it. Cling to it, church.
we as light bearers, we as glory carriers, we know that the tomb is empty. I want to tell you, it's void of all power. It's void of all control over your life. This goes for every darkness, any manifestation of it, fear, doubt, anxiety, uncertainty, pain. The, the tomb has been stripped and we walk in resurrection, victorious, ascended life. It is all of the darkness, all of the former ways have been stripped away, stripped of their power. Made the, when Jesus was crucified on the cross, he made a spectacle of the old former way. No longer has any hold over you. It's all been wiped away by the perfect work of Christ Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Our vision and sight of Jesus is the precious word. To grab, and, to grab a hold of it and build on the promises of God is a sure foundation. No storm in this world will move it. No difficulty, no trial. I don't care how dark it may appear, the light shines eternal. And it is in you, it is near you, it's in your mouth. Speak the word. There is no despair for the believer. There is no hopelessness for the believer. Only hope, only hope. To despair is to not look at God to look away, but we're not the ones that look away. We are the ones that behold Christ and walk in the hope of the glory of God. We walk in the fullness of Christ. Thomas demanded to see physically before he believed. We believe before we see a manifestation. We believe we are healed. We believe that we are delivered. We believe that our old ways are gone and done away with. We believe in the perfected work of Christ Jesus. That he has delivered us from all the traps of the enemy. All of the hidden traps. They've been revealed in the light of Christ. Your, your word is a light, lamp to my feet and a light to my path. True blessedness is taking God at his word. Lord Jesus, we believe your word no matter what the external circumstances look like. No matter what the world has tried to throw at us, we will not be deterred. Amen, church? We will not be moved. We will be examples of your greatness, Lord Jesus. Your greatness lives on the inside of us, Lord your very precious promises. We praise you, Jesus. Everybody turn to 2 Corinthians 
Paul, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16, we learn about a transformation that takes place within the believer, and it's the renewal of the mind. It's a changing of identity, and it's an exchange that takes place. He says, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. We know now that the work of Christ that the work of Christ that he did, it cannot be reversed. You are a new creation. He said, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. And this goes for yourself as well. Do not look at your mistakes, your, your flaws, or any of those things. You have been redeemed, you have been delivered, and you have been redeemed from the curse of the law. By the grace of God, you are saved. Do not look at your past mistakes any longer. We are not to dishonor the work that Christ did at Calvary. We are to honor it. And because of what he did, because of what he did, I can live. Because of what he did on the cross, I have a future. I have a hope because of him. And I no longer look at myself. I no longer look to what I can do. It is time for Brian to end and for Christ to begin. That is where we all need to be. And that is where I personally have been seeking God in this area where I'm believing him for. It is a point where I end and Christ begins. And I want to tell you that is the point of true strength. Because in our weakness, God is made strong. God comes through. God is faithful. God is faithful, church. God is faithful. He is faithful. He will deliver those people that you have been praying for, those people that you have been lifting up in reverent prayer in your prayer closet. He sees it. He hears it. And he's moving. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. To view a believer in the shadow of their past is to dishonor the work Christ accomplished. New creations in Christ you are, believer. Nothing can unmake or undo what has been made by the hands that hold the universe. We no longer regard from a worldly point of view Can you, being a new creation, be unmade? No, absolutely not. The reality of the ascended life is yours. God sees it. He certainly does not regard you from a worldly point of view. He thinks very highly of you. He sees you through the lens of the blood. And the blood is perfect. It's perfect. It's lacking no good thing. It's a complete work. It's complete. The ascended life is founded on the blood of Jesus. And it's upheld through wordless groans of the Holy Spirit and through the mighty word enforced by the believer. Paul goes on to say in verse 16, Though we once regarded Christ 
in this way from a worldly point of view, we do so no longer. The word brings revelation of who Jesus is. Those listening out there, he's not another teacher. He's not some prophet or one of many ways to God that the, the world tries to declare, but Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The scripture says that no one comes to the Father except by him. That's why he was crucified. That's why he was beaten. Because he declared to be the Son of God. Because he preached the word. Because he spoke truth. He's not some teacher. He's God. Matthew 16, verse 15. question that Jesus asked the disciples is a question that every single human being that has ever lived or will ever live has to answer this question. Who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? This question must be answered by every person, but it goes much deeper for the believer. Ask yourself, can Christ die again? Can he die again? No. Death no longer has any hold on Jesus. Who is Jesus, believer? He is our Savior. He is King. He is God. He is our all in all. Who is Jesus at this very moment? He is forever our great high priest. When he rose into heaven, he stepped into his, he stepped into and entered into his heavenly ministry. We no longer regard Christ from a worldly point of view. On the cross, Christ said it was finished. Stop bringing up sin. Stop bringing up the darkness. Stop bringing up all of the filth of the world. It's been done away with. Forever our relationship was established and it's upheld through our great high priest, Jesus. God is not surprised by anything that we may or may not have done. He's not surprised because death no longer has any hold on him. He accomplished and fulfilled the law, Romans 6, 9. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has any mastery over him. If death no longer has mastery over him, you believer, go ahead and regard yourself in the same manner. You go ahead and regard yourself in the very same manner. Who do you say I am? You, Lord Jesus, are the overcomer. And greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Greater, greater is he who is in me than he who is in 
the world. We stomp the devil under our feet. We stomp the devil under our feet. Whenever we enter into a building, you better believe it that the demons tremble. The tension that you sense when you walk into places of darkness, you better believe it is making the demons uncomfortable. Get used to it, Satan. Get used to it because we're not backing down. We are walking in the promises of God. We are walking in the truth of God and we are gonna tread under the devil. We are gonna walk on top of the devil in every single area of our lives. Doesn't matter how it comes about, it's under our feet. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. There is no reversing what Christ has accomplished. And for those who have prayed the prayer of salvation, there's no reversing what God has done in your life just now. You're on a new trajectory, a new journey. new journey with God. Don't regard Christ from a worldly point of view. Don't be full of, of head knowledge, but get and accept revelation knowledge. Don't let yourself like Thomas to be all head knowledge, but be like Stephen in Acts 7.56, who though he was being stoned to death, full of the Holy Ghost. He declared, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right side of God. I see Jesus triumphant. I see Jesus victorious. And I declare that over each and every person here, each and every family here, that the, guard, that the Lord would guard you and guide you by this victory. To lay aside carnal thinking and to embrace the spirit of wisdom. It's when you see Jesus as he is at this very moment. He at this very moment is your high priest. He's in his heavenly ministry. 1 John 2, 1. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. We have an advocate pleading our case. We have been made perfect by the blood, and all sins brought to the, to the feet of Jesus are forgiven. All transgressions, no matter how great, they're all the same and they're all dealt with by the death and resurrection of Jesus. Let go of past errors. Let go, and as Paul said, press on with your Savior. God is so happy. Our Father God is so elated and so joyful 
when his children grab a hold of the vision he has for them and runs with it. Luke 15.10 In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. That's our God. He's so great. When we forsake our old ways, our old identities, as Elisha tore his garments in two, and when we embrace and put on the Lord Jesus our new identity, all of heaven rejoices in this victory. Your heavenly Father is so in love with you, and he desires the very best for you. It's all through his son, Jesus. So I say to you again, do not regard yourself any longer from a worldly perspective. Get off the road of comparison. Stay clear of the path of feeling inadequate. Never return to the I don't measure up lane. For Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, says it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. There goes the self-reliance out the door. It's a gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. There goes any comparisons egging you. There goes any comparisons egging you or tormenting you, making you feel like you don't measure up. It's by grace you have been saved. This is not of yourselves. It is a gift. His favor is a gift. His love is a gift. I know I want to receive it more and more. I want to receive more and more of what Jesus has for me. I know these gifts aren't addressed to my old address, my mistaken identities. It's addressed to my new abiding place, my new identity in Christ. Righteousness before a holy God. I'll say it again. Righteousness before a holy God is such an immensely indescribable gift. I pray may it increase in each and everyone's heart here. We have a glorious outcome because of our Savior. We walk in the victory. Amen, church? And I would love for everybody to join in and to declare these with me. I walk in the ascended life. The tomb is empty. I am a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, all things become new. I have a glorious outcome. My future is with Christ. My future is bright 
I have hope. I am an overcomer in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. So to close, dear Heavenly Father, my prayer is that we see your divine hand of protection and provision more in each and every aspect of our lives. We see it in your word. We believe it. We believe in Psalm 91.10 that there shall no evil befall us, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. And that covers COVID. That covers all plagues, all diseases. I believe and we stand on the promise that we are shielded and kept safe. Help us to be immovable in your word as you guide us through life's trials, Lord Jesus. We thank you that we have the victory because of you. May your truth shine out all the lies and may we grab a hold and cling to your word all the more about what you, Lord Jesus, have to say about us. May your truth shine out all the lies, all of our mistaken identities, and may we find and walk in the true identity as your child, as your beloved, as accepted. In Jesus' name, amen. And at this time, I'd like to take communion. body was given, Lord Jesus, so that we could live. Your body was beaten and brutalized so that I could walk in health and healing. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this ultimate sacrifice that you gave. You gave your very life, and you gave it willingly. And we praise you and honor your name above all other names even our own, we honor your name. May the name of Jesus be praised and honored. All glory and honor is what heaven is saying right now. All glory and honor given to Jesus. All praise and honor. All praise. All praise, church. All praise. Begin to praise him in your heart. Just lift him up. And as we take the bread, we receive our healing. We perceive this as your body and we receive it with a thankful heart. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. your blood spilt for the remission of sins and we 
we receive it, Lord, with a thankful heart. We receive it, and we believe that it washes every inch of our body. We thank you, Lord, for keeping us in your, in your goodness and in your cleansing. In Jesus' name, amen.